The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today, on The Lab Report, we talked to Naveen Hediarachi. Yeah, a functional clinician who's been in professional sports for 20 years. Maybe he can help me with my game. Somebody's got to. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. You have a game, Michael? You talking about basketball? Monopoly. No, I do play basketball. I hope Naveen can help you. Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. Hello, Patty Devers. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal today, and I hope you are too. I am. Welcome to the Lab Report. Welcome, everyone, to this podcast brought to you by Genova Diagnostics, where we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, integrative therapeutics, and uh, the like. Yeah. And if you're brand new to this podcast, welcome. Wow. Hi. And if you're returning, thank you. Hello again. And you should all probably go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe and rate and review. Leave us some stars there. That would be awesome. We like the stars. We do. It makes us happy. Patty tells me every time we get a new star. It's like, we got some stars. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have feedback for this show, you can email that to podcast at gdx.net. Maybe you've got some suggestions for guests that we can have on. Maybe you've got a question yeah. of the day. All yeah. that stuff. Fair game. Email podcastgdx.net. Love them. But today, Michael, we have Naveen Hedirachi on. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this. I'm super excited when we're talking about sports medicine in general and Mm -hmm. how to optimize physical performance. I think it's always an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, and I know you're a big basketball fan. I am a big basketball fan. So this is going to be fun. And I think it's interesting that functional medicine is making its way to professional athletic teams. Yeah, it just shows the power of functional Mm -hmm. medicine and how applicable it is to all populations uh, of patients or not necessarily patients, but athletes in this case. Optimizing health, yeah. So, got a lot of questions for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and give him a ring. Okay. So, Michael, we have Naveen here. Oh, I know. I'm excited. For those of you who are not familiar, Naveen Hederachi was, he was the Director of Health, Wellness, and Performance for the NBA's Washington Wizards for the past 17 years. Prior to this, he worked with the Washington Redskins and the Washington Mystics of the WNBA. He has over 20 years of experience working with a variety of professional athletes, Olympians, and celebrities. Naveen earned his bachelor's degree in sports medicine from West Virginia Wesleyan College and a master's in sports medicine from the U.S. Sports Academy. He's traveled all over the world, learning and training under renowned physical therapists, chiropractors, and osteopaths. Naveen has earned multiple certifications in the rehabilitation of musculoskeletal injuries, such as a master's certification in manual therapy and a graduate diploma in manipulative therapy. He is also certified in many subspecialties, such as performance enhancement, corrective exercise, strength and conditioning, and postural restoration. Naveen hosts a podcast called Nine Minutes to Thrive with Naveen, and he has been featured in magazines, newspapers, podcasts, and media outlets all around the world. Awesome. Thank you so much, Naveen, for being here. Welcome to the Lab Report. Thank you so much for having me. Um, First of all, you guys have some amazing guests, so just to be (laughs) included with all these giants of medicine and performance, it's, it's 
incredibly blessed. And then Genoa, I, I'm a big fan of Genoa Diagnostic. I think it's the the gold standard, the the Rolls Royce Ferrari <laughs> functional medicine. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you so Thank much for you. saying that. Um, and you know, we've had a lot of guests on the show discuss about movement and exercise and, and talk about their overall individual approach. And many of them actually started as athletes themselves. Um, and we love getting kind of a little bit of people's history and how they, they arrived at where they are. Can you tell us a little bit about what made you choose sports medicine as a specialty? So Michael, um, just like all the other guests that you had on, um, I grew up in Sri Lanka and, uh, for the first 14 years, I really didn't even want to go to school. All I want to do is play cricket because I knew that I am going to play for the Sri Lankan national team. Like I knew it. <laughs> so I literally spent eight hours practicing bowling, which is like pitching. Um, and when I go to school, I kind of like, uh, you know, in the box scores, in the NBA games, they have box scores. Mm-hmm. So in the books, I had my virtual box scores while the teacher's talking. So I'm like, <laughs> dive deep into sports. And then um, in uh, 1991, we came to America. We didn't have cricket. I came to ninth grade. And then um, just like in Sri Lanka, I had no idea about going to college. Didn't know about going to college. So in, uh, when I came here in America, I played soccer. I played a little bit of basketball. But I became really good at triple jump. And then, you know, our dream, you know, no one in my family had gone to college before. So dream was like top of the mountain was like, go to college. Like that's it. That was the end mm-hmm. of the marathon done. Mm-hmm. So I got a triple jump scholarship and then I go to school. First day of school, they're like, you got to pick a major. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Because I'm still learning in English because in high school, I, uh, I was an ESL student, English as a secondary. So all I did was like really learn my, you know, ABCs and my English. Yeah. Uh, along with watching Cosby shows and comedy shows. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so got to college and um, they're like major. So I had no idea. Literally, Patty, the first day in school, <laughs> I looked down on the list. Uh, engineer, computer, I don't like any of this, any of this, any of this. At the end, I came through sports. Hey, I understand <laughs> sports. I know sports. And says medicine. I said, okay, sounds cool. So I clicked that box and <laughs> took off my journey. And here we are, <laughs> awesome. years you know, later. Like, you know, <laughs> you're talking about like stuff falling in your lap and right. you're meant to do this. Like cool. it's Patty, you're you are um your deal, like yeah. manipulations is my baby. Like it just fits <laughs> in my hand. You know, like functional labs is like it's, it's my dream. Oh. So like I am living my dream. This is my dharma. This is my purpose. And I'm here. I love That's it. Awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Well, even with that, so you're, you were with the Washington Wizards for so many years and your official title there was director of health, wellness and performance. And we found it interesting that health and wellness were listed before the word performance, especially when you're dealing with professional athletes. So can you talk to us how and why you would want to address health and wellness first in a professional athlete? So Michael and Patty, I um, call them uh, Ferraris. Um, so if the Ferrari is running like a Ferrari, it could win races. Mm-hmm. You know, if our athletes are playing like athletes, they could stay on the court and win games and perform. So if they are not healthy, then they can perform. If they're not well, mentally or physically, they can perform. So health is the best wealth. You know, it's like a cliche thing, but that's what it is. Like, you know, getting guys 
get through this contract, then get in a guy, another four year, $200 million contract. Like, so then, okay, now you're 38 years old. You know what I mean? 28 years old. Can we get you to play until 35? So keeping them healthy, the performance take care of itself. Keeping them well, sleeping, recovering, performance take care of itself. So health and wellness is really what we are after to make their best self. You don't need to make everybody Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Tom Brady. What can I do to the person that's in front of me to be their best me? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And it seems like functional medicine has really started to become more and more prevalent in uh, our sports, our overall athletics and our sports teams. Um, how have you seen the adoption of functional medicine as compared to maybe your traditional or conventional approaches to health and wellness? So um, I could really talk about this for like hours. I'm a junkie. I'm a lab junkie. I'm all about, so labs are to me, dashboard of the car, right? In your mm -hmm. Ferrari dashboard you don't want to drive your Ferrari with a check engine light on or brake light on or low gas light on so the function of medicine is kind of give us these indicators okay so it could be simple as what type of gas to use right mm -hmm. so that would be something like the food antibodies we do the test every year or every six months to figure out what what food are we good at mm -hmm. okay um, so it's, a, it's, it's, it's knowing the information, what goods are you good at, how you're processing food. Um, so that's where the functional medicine part comes in. And for the last about eight years, we do, um, in the beginning of the year, all the athletes who comes in, we do that, uh, food antibodies. Then maybe we do like a neutral eval and, um, organic acids. So, Every like three to four months, we do it. Even in the road, like we could do organic acid so easy because it's just urine. Right. Mm -hmm. you know? so that's why I like the convenience of it. And this is, um, this is just gives me information, you know, how my markers are, how my markers going. Because, um, Michael, just like people come to your office, they say, hey, my grandmother gave me vitamin C and I'm taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin C. You know, mm -hmm. so if you take vitamin C, something going to go down like those markers. So these athletes get bombarded with supplements, stuff, I call it stuff, and they keep taking it. They're always, oh, they don't want to do the, the, the easy part. They want to do the supplements. They want to have something or they don't want to sleep. sleep. They want to take something. Mm -hmm. So functional medicine helps me regulate these, these biomarkers. Okay. Well, what's interesting is you just talked about that, that need for sleep. And we talk about recovery and that yeah. balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic. You know, that link between the mind and body are so overlooked. So was there a lot of mindfulness practices with your professional athletes and even, you know, this function, this idea of functional mindfulness? Absolutely. So, you know, um, Patty, great question. So functional mindfulness is, um, you know, I kind of call it like state of being in a meditator, right? So people go to the temple on Sundays, church on Saturdays. As soon as they get out the parking lot, they're honking, they're angry. <laughs> so what what happened? So they're not in a in a state of mindfulness, you know. So kind of the same thing. Our players could go to the free throw line, make fifty free throws in a row every day, all day, eyes closed, but they go to the game. All of a sudden, they can't make 10 in a row. Why? Because they're not in a meditative state. The monkey mind is on. They're yeah. thinking about 
past, present, coach. So it's not being in a meditative state. So to answer your question, Patty, it's I talk to them very individually. Some sometimes it's about giving in a high five in a different way to that athlete that clicks in. Sometimes I write something like a number five, number four. They know as soon as they see it after a timeout. Hey, Usa, um, let it go. Yeah. yeah. You know, or I write something on the water bottle every time they comes in. Okay, they remember like, all right, just be here, be present, be enjoy. It's, it's basketball. Like, how great <laughs> is this? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And how receptive do you feel like athletes are these days to some of these new ideas around, hey, you really need to put the right gas in your tank. Hey, you really need to get some sleep. You really need to be more mindful when you're playing. Like, is there is there a shift that's happening with our athletes? So it's uh, the the um, 30, 30, 30 rule almost, mm-hmm. you know, 33%. They've been in the league for 10 years. They've seen so many people. They know what works. They know what doesn't work. They know a guy when they come and talk, they could like understand. So they are in from the day on. And those are the guys that I'm still talking to. They've been going through the research for the last 10 years. I'm still calling their mom, their sister, their wife always say, hey, what do you think about these ingredients? What do you think about this? Then I got three to four guys that are going into the next contract and they're trying to dial in art. Naveen, help me. What do I need? You know, like check my sleep, check my sleep scores, check my heart rate. And then we got three guys that just came out of high school, went to college for a year, yeah. had no idea, right? right. Those dietitians, those nutritionists gave them um, a recovery protein had 15 ingredients, right? That nobody could even understand. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they drink this this uh, orange color bottle every time out. That just like all kinds of artificial ingredients. Artificial. So they don't know any better. Nobody really got through. So that's like every day, put my hammer on, like just have a good fun <laughs> conversation, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, as part of your practice too, you founded something called the Reddit Method. Can you tell us what that stands for and how you apply it not only to athletes, but to really any person wanting to optimize their health? So um, Reddit Method is, is my baby. Um, and it just really started with uh, what the uh, Genoa Diagnostic is, right? It's figuring out the root cause diagnosis. Reddit uh, start with R, what's the root cause? Then kind of combine root cause evaluation, RE is like root cause evaluation. Kind of looking at the person at a 360. A person coming in for the Achilles tendon, that's a root cause. Um, it could be that their eyesight is not moving, their, their dental, I mean, patty nose, right? Everything that, everything matters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How the way that we breathe could have that Achilles tendon, the way that we sleep could have Achilles tendon, the way that what we eat have that flared. It's not calming down because it's constantly inflamed because of the the turmeric that you're eating. Uh, then D for designing, kind of, okay, what's the plan? Let's have a roadmap, okay? Let's pull everything out. Let's have a roadmap. Then T is not just treatment, transformational treatment, that mind, body, and Michael, just like, you know, you kind of always say, I don't want to treat you for three months, six months, I need you to stop this. This is not conventional medicine. I'm not gonna keep on giving you the medicine, so you need to come and see me. I'm gonna stop this so this doesn't happen to you when you are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. It doesn't lead into cancer, Alzheimer's. So prevention is really what it is. Yeah. I, love it. I love it. And so I guess that's where the Genova tests come in, in that RE part of it, the root cause evaluation piece yeah. of it. So that's where you use our tests. Is that right? Yeah. 
It could be simple as like um, people like, oh, I am good. I'm sleeping good. You know, maybe maybe like the aura ring, the dashboard looks really good. But sometimes I'm like, you know, like my wife is a great example um, where that stress profile, like the, 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 the saliva cortisol, like mm-hmm. she needs that. I need to show her the curve. Like, sweetie, right. you get up in the morning, you're burning the candle from the top. And I, at night, you're burning the candle. You're a triathlete, but very soon you have no candle left. Mm-hmm. That's right. So having these dashboard, which I call the, the, the labs, really helps. And Patty, something that we all forget, we are in a toxic environment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people that go into new buildings have all this aluminum in there. I'm like, lead, where's that coming from? They got a clean diet, everything's clean. Hey, it's from the building. Mm. You know, right. so like this is bigger than just looking at conventional labs and saying your markers are good. Hey, your A1C is good. But why do you still have breaks out? Why you still have, you know, stuff underneath your eye? Why you still constantly inflame that Achilles tendon? Right. Mm-hmm. So just looking at the big 365 overview. Right. I love it. Well, let's get to like the gasoline of the Ferrari here. We talk yeah. about diets a lot on our show, right? You've heard we talk about carnivore and keto and Mediterranean. Is there a specific diet that's your go-to when you're dealing with your clients or even with these specific with the professional? Yeah, with the professional athletes. I do. I really do. So this is going to come out as crazy, but the diet, my favorite diet is the thumbprint diet. Huh? Which the thumbprint, Michael got a different thumbprint. Oh. <laughs> the thumbprint diet. Yeah. So I I'll do testing, right? So I'll do I'll do uh, the food antibodies. Then I, maybe I'll do like a Genoa, I mean a Wyom test, okay? Um, to see like okay, food antibody tells me apple is good. Wyom's gonna tell me half apple is good. Mm-hmm. So kind of putting that together. Then maybe I'll do like a muscle testing, okay? Then on top of that, my favorite test, Patty, is how do you feel test? That's how good. do how is your gas? How's your, um, so how do you feel? Do you need five cups of coffee or do you need like, you're good to go? Do you have juice? I, you know, I call them like real juice. Are you high on life because you're eating real food? So Patty, that's my, uh, that's my go-to diet is the a fingerprint diet. I love, I love that. that. And it's, I love that. it's so great because it's all too often and easy to sort of have your protocol, especially if you're working with groups of people to say like, okay, this is what I'm doing for everybody. And so yeah. the fact that you're taking a personalized approach, I love this, this thumbprint approach, mm-hmm. uh, makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's crazy amount of work. Uh, my general manager was laughing at me because uh, before every game, I make customized meals and put it in their chair. So oh. I got to go to the, so say, just say in Miami Four Seasons, I got to email the chef, say, okay, no oils, this much avocado, this much sweet oh, potato. Wow. And at four o'clock, I take it and I take an Uber before the bus and put it in the chef. So when the players comes in, that's a customized meal. It's almost like we kind of met halfway. Some people want to eat pasta, then the food sensitive said don't eat pasta. So mm-hmm. we kind of came through, okay. All right, so let's find a pasta that might be good for you, you know? Uh-huh. Or if you really want to eat that chicken, uh, fried chicken, let's find a, a better source of coconut oil, fried, a quinoa crust, good organic source of chicken. So just really customizing it. And that's why um, when I see this, the, like the whole team is on the same protein shake, 
chocolate fourteen sick. Michael, crazy. We had some people that was uh, allergic to chocolate. Yeah. Oh. I, if I didn't do those tests, I would not know. Like this kid actually loves chocolate. He like like I handed before I did this test. Like I would hand him chocolate protein. But imagine that. Like mm-hmm. so, he had no symptoms, but we know that's the stress. That's 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 the cost of it. Yeah. This kid just got done playing forty minutes, and I'm giving him a little bit of more more inflammation, yeah. mm-hmm. more 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 ammo that so he can go to sleep. Like mm-hmm. that's on me. Right. So it's something like nutritionists, like whoever listened to the show, nutritionists, dietitians, like yes, like big companies give us free stuff. But read the ingredients, understand the ingredients, and know what you give into the athletes and recommend to these athletes. Like, we're in this world to help each other and have this dialogue. Like, don't hurt them knowingly. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's great advice, it and I, I love that. Yeah. Um, another thing that's really interesting is you hear a lot about intermittent fasting these days, and I wonder whether intermittent fasting has also infiltrated the athletics world. And what your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Like, do you do you worry that it might impact performance? Do you dis, do you not recommend it before big games? So, you know, what's your approach to intermittent fasting? So right now I am on a twenty-one hour fast. <laughs> Um, it's 10 30 in Washington, DC. I just got done my CrossFit workout. It was from eight to nine. Then I walked, I did some meditation. Feel amazing. I'm talking to you guys. Like I said, hi on life. Uh. You know, so big fan of, uh, big fan of fasting. Michael, just like that thumbprint diet, we just got to move the markers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for about four years, I was on the 18 hour fasting it felt good to me the timing was good i could eat at like five then come back and eat at like 11 early breakfast um uh early i mean late uh breakfast uh early lunch ish um so big fan of it at the same time we got to figure out like what parameters work for you you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Running a marathon is not good for you. Maybe 24-hour fast is a marathon and running a marathon maybe not good for you. Maybe speaking about cortisol level, it might shoot up. Yeah. Maybe your CGM shows that uh, gluconeogenesis, like dumpling glucose in there. So we need data. We need to see how, we, how, we, how it works. And at the same time, people are like, man, I love breakfast. Um, I can't fast. I'm like, so what's your breakfast? Um, Pop-tarts, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> That's not breakfast. That's candy. <laughs> right. You know? So you are honestly messing up your performance by eating candy for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're forcing yourself slow. So maybe we take that out because you're craving the sugar thing. It's because it's something that you did since you were little. You had your oranges. You had your cornflakes. You had your pop tarts before you went to school. But most likely when you're skilled, you had brain fog. Mm-hmm. So we take this out. You might be really fat adopted and have so much fuel that you'd be good to go like people people look at me they're like do you have enough fat i'm like yeah like everybody got enough fat like i probably have right now like five percent body fat but i have enough fat to go and run i ran i ran half a marathon crossfit game soccer game so we have enough fuel in our source mm-hmm. and michael as you know is it's the best source of fuel fat adapters fuel source is the best source where right now poor day friends guys are utilizing fat adaptation like ketones ester as to sleep recovery and to performance so it's something to learn again you know there's no perfect diet we just gotta kind of see where you end up end up and what makes you feel the best me like 
patty. How can we make <laughs> the best patty? Right. I'm already there, sir. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, but you brought up the CGM, the continuous glucose monitor. And, and we've done a show um, with the Unlock Levels um, chief medical officer, Dr. Casey Means. And, and we did a whole episode on this. Did, do you use this? every day or did you use it with the athletes or how do you use wearable devices <laughs> showing us the cgm cgm <laughs> on i'm a so i'm i'm a, a numbers junkie because i do so much stuff to make myself the best me i want to see how i am so so michael and patty the reason that i i use the cgm is actually really all not, probably i bet probably don't even talk about it it's not even really even for glucose so some of my CGM, the reason that I'm using to CGM is for my meditation state. My glucose level goes up when I'm, obviously I'm not eating sugar, right? So in a normal day, it's like straight at 80 and some, some nice is at 70, which is like right parallel with, if you're talking about like um, uh, Maasai people or the Aboriginal people in Australia, like their numbers are like 70, flat, faster glucose. It's like 70 average. So I'm right there. So the craziest thing is like, if I'm going to work, I'm a little bit late, I'm taking a shower, my glucose number go to like 120, 120 hmm. from 80. Mm -hmm. Because so, of stress? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Stress, exactly. And or oh, like I'm late to work, um, again, the glucose number. So I'm constantly checking to see what's my state, where am I, how can I be present? How can I just bring those numbers down? Sometimes all I do is, go outside, take my shoes, touch the ground, be present, all of a sudden my numbers goes back. Like I have written two articles on my website that shows uh, numbers going from like 120, 110 to 90 to 80 in 10 minutes. And all I did was not think anything. Hmm. Think about that, right? Yeah. So that if we are cleaning up our blood without needing anything, yeah. at the same time, we are driving our stress like burning the candle all day long imagine if i was in this state all day long it doesn't matter how healthy i eat mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much workout i do how much supplements i take i am chronically stressed elevated fight or flight state yeah. and not resting and digesting mm. yeah great that's, great that's why i used to see gym I'm, I'm a huge fan of cgm cool yeah. cool and that's, you know, that's such a testament too, because I'm, I'm such a big fan of, of addressing things from top down and talking about how important mindset is, how important mindfulness is to, and how it affects our physiology. I think, you know, we don't, we don't oftentimes get the data to support that. So I, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing that you talk about that's super interesting is this difference between uh, more of like exercises we consider like the average Joe exercise as compared to functional exercise. And I think this is a really interesting topic as well. You mind uh, ex exploring that a little bit? So, um, you know, going kind of tying everything in is uh, is uh, Genova Diagnostic is the functional med medicine lab, right? Function. What does this function means? Um, for for to you guys, functional medicine is like what we do. Mm -hmm. So, what is functioning human being? Functioning human being is what we did at three month mark. We were baby crawling. We were rolling, right? Mm -hmm. Five month mark. We were crawling. At six months mark, we were half kneeling. At seven month mark, we were squatting down, just playing with our toy on the floor, squatting down. And then nine month mark, we were walking. Nobody taught us what to do. 
We did it on our own. That's function. That's no more movement. Just like having no more mind mindfulness, right? You're talking about like monks could stay there and be present and not thinking about it. Just like having no more lab marks, lab markers without needing any type of doctor's um, medicine. With like, I'm going to Tanzania next week. Like, um, uh, Maasai people, Hadza people, like having no more lab marks. They don't need anything. You know, so functional exercise is like, what can we do based on how we develop, which is rolling, crawling, lifting, jumping, um, and being active, being a, being a kid. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That is such a good definition, Naveen. I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about your website, NaveenHealth.com. What can patients or clinicians expect when they go there? Um, so that's a place that I am trying to maybe do a membership and help people to be best me. Like that's literally what I really want to do. Share people information about what can they be? Not Tom Brady, not be like LeBron, not <laughs> jump like Michael Jordan, best Patty, best Michael. So I try to put in information like the CGM article that what I kind of gone through, what my family has seen. <laughs> Ending food, you know, kind of talking to bless you, Patty, talking to them about um, like what food, like question them, you know, um, kind of like one of your guests came up to this podcast and said, Hey, fiber, do we really need fiber? So I'm going to Tanzania next week, I'm going to literally spend time with Maasai people, Aboriginal people, Hatsa people, and That's like see awesome. wow. do they not need fiber, wow. you know. So I want to question what we know. Um, like Dr. Brian Walsh said, like, we really don't know anything. <laughs> so my job is to learn, share, make you feel the best you as, as possibly can through mindfulness, to dial in, be present, through move better, uh, to sleep better. We don't sleep well. I want to teach people how to sleep. Um, so it, it's, it's the four pillars, you know, uh, sleep, nutrition, mindfulness and movement so th if you go to the website you'll see some stuff and i'm i'm very open to helping people about their their questions you know their specific questions for their thumbprint so that's the what, how the website came about during a covid time i yes. love it and I've, I've actually read just about every blog that you have yeah. on there just as a side note yeah. we've read them all yeah and i mean i just love your overall approach i think you're doing it 100 percent, absolutely the right oh, way yeah. and, and i want to say thank you so much for coming on before uh we let you go however uh -oh. there is there's a little bit of an additional question here <laughs> um and a lot of times it ends up revolving around food i don't know i guess because we like food and food is one of these cultural things that binds us and there's a lot of emotional yeah. elements around food but, but knowing this is that you're the fireball this is the fireball right. question fireball. knowing that you're from sri lanka mm -hmm. is there is there like a food there, maybe a fruit or a vegetable, something that we may not be familiar with over here that's like really great that we're missing out on that super, uh, I don't know, just interesting? So I will say something that I hear from my dad and learn from my dad, uh, jackfruit. Like, so huh. the way that we eat the jackfruit, uh, the reason that what my dad is talking about is that when he was growing up, they didn't, uh, they kind of went through like a, a depression where they didn't have food. So jackfruit, is really a fruit that you could eat every single part of it. They eat uh, the um, the pit, like in the avocado, the pit. Uh -huh. You uh, kind of do like charcoal. You eat that. Mm -hmm. Then you eat it when it's ripe. 
uh, it's very sweet, like a dessert. So I love that. It's, it's amazing. And then when it's not right, you make it a curry. Uh-huh. So literally, you could eat it any time of the any time of the year. And then they use the tree as to fix uh, furniture and everything. So uh-huh. that's like a superfood and a food that you could eat all year round. So I would say. Jackfruit. Jackfruit. I love huh. it. I love that. And I've heard of jackfruit curry. I have too. Now I need to go. And now we have to try this. Yeah. Yeah. Try. So you got to have the curry with the meal, then the, the, the ripe one, like super yellow as a dessert is, is incredible. Magical. That's awesome. Well, Naveen, Naveen, this was great. I mean, you're just so kind and so mindful. You have such a great energy and this was just really fun. So we can't thank you enough for coming on the show and we want to encourage everyone to check out naveenhealth.com and also to check out your podcast nine to thrive with naveen which is super fun as well yeah and thank you so much naveen thank you so much you guys are amazing i so enjoyed it what an interview i know he's got such great energy i feel inspired i want to be his friend I think we are now. Are we now? I think so. Okay, good. I'm I glad. So. I'm glad to consider Naveen a friend. I know. I'm happy for that because he had so many tips in there that are not only for athletes but for everyone. Tips for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, really hit close to home when he's talking about stress management, sleeping, eating well. That's right. Those things. <laughs> we can all use those. I could probably stand to have my game elevated a little bit. Probably, but I have in fact seen you eat jackfruit curry. I've seen it happen. I have had it before, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you're saying is that's half the battle. That's it. So I'm 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 halfway there. Like I don't need to worry about my rickety knees or nah. We'll my, just keep contact my body with composition Navi. the way it is. We'll just keep calling him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on the lab report, we do the jackfruit episode. Yeah, it seems pretty versatile. A lot of ways to eat it and build with it. More details later. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. So if by that interview we're referring to the professional athletes as Ferraris, Uh what does that make us? Oh, man. Right? Chevy Nova? Not even. I don't know. Most days I feel like a Winnebago. (laughs) Well, you ate bagels today and you hadn't had a bagel in a long time. Winnebago. (laughs) That was quick. That was quick.